Welcome back to the Healthcare and Complicated YouTube channel. Today I have another guest for you, but before I go ahead, make sure you hit the subscribe button and share all this magnificent content with your communities in healthcare. And today gives me great pleasure to introduce you to John Warner. He's the CEO of Silver Moonshots and also the US ambassador for the European Connected Health Alliance. John, how are you? I am very well, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Nice, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Fantastic. Nice to be here. So the topic that we are uh, addressing today is assessing the efficacy of digital health tools. And John, in your opinion, what can be done to improve the efficacy when using digital health tools? There's a lot that can be done and we have a lot of work ahead of us. Um, of course, it depends which country you're looking at. We have some countries putting a lot of effort into governance and standards and some not so much. Uh, in my opinion, we need to uh, collate and curate all of those different standards around the world in order to learn from each other so that we can improve the efficacy um, in an overall sense. Uh, the models are all slightly different in terms of what they do, but I think the aim is the same to increase the level of trust in both clinicians and patients of the tools that they're using, whatever they may be. Brilliant. And what can you highlight as the more, most important things when it comes to digital health tools? Yes, and again, it depends on the tool, but let's talk about ones that I know are dear to your heart, like wearables, for example, or apps. Uh, they're in the public domain and have got a lot of consumer use already. Uh, I think we the first thing we need to think about are things like privacy, uh, the data that's within uh, the tools that are available to us and, and where that data is going and who's using that data. And are we free to see the data that's being collected on us as individuals? Uh, obviously, then security comes very much into view because we want to make sure that uh, we can't be hacked and our personal accounts are safe. Um, we uh, clearly also want to assess for uh, ethical standards generally, good governance. Um, we want to make sure that UI and UX are easy to use for all populations. Uh, there are many vulnerable populations that can't necessarily use a tool unless it has some flexibility. Uh, just think about people like uh, people who are hard of hearing or, or can't hear at all or have declining eyesight. Uh, so those tools are important. And then perhaps most importantly is clinical efficacy. Uh, this is making sure that the outcomes that the tools have are the ones that they advertise. And we want to make sure that they they can actually meet the claims that they make and that they really work in, in real world evidence terms. Um, and that's not always the case, uh, but we have to assess for it. And uh, we need to invest more time in, in that area than perhaps all the others put together. Brilliant. And John, as, as you know, I'm an advocate of wearables and lover of wearables. You mentioned really important things there, uh, the security and um, yeah, and it's really important. I've done a lot of research on wearables and one of the main concerns is exactly that, the privacy and security is one of the device uh, related barriers that consumers are uh, are concerned about. And also, you know, I love wearables, but wearables bring another layer of complexity into the equation, which is already a complex environment anyway. 
and That's the right. leave, leave is more vulnerable because it's another login, it's another device, it's another place, it's another. And now the hackers, more or less, they go anywhere. They get access to our password, God knows how, on Google, Gmail, and you get all these like uh, things and stories on internet. And, and, and there's a lot of fraud and cyber, cyber security fraud around. So what you mentioned is actually really, really important to consider. Moving yeah. on, uh, can you point people out in a direction to get good guidance and standards around guidelines on digital health tools? Yeah, there are a number of bodies that are around the world. And let me concentrate on the ones in the US where I live. As you know, Joe, I live in California, so I'm very much more aligned these days with uh, the US standards. Uh, but to say there are a number in Europe, of course, where I know you'll have a lot of uh, listeners to uh, to, to this um, today. Um, so the, the Label to Enable movement, for example, in Europe uh, has put a lot of standards together uh, that are worth paying attention to. Um, but in the US, we have organizations like uh, the Digital Therapeutics Alliance, who've written some very good policy work. Uh, we've got the Digital Medicine Association as well. Uh, DIME, um, as it's called, doing the same thing. Associations like the American Medical Association have published a lot of information uh, that's very useful around digital health and the standards that pertain. Um, and then there are obviously regulatory bodies like the FDA that have published their own uh, standards, as do most governments these days. And I think they're starting to get more sophisticated, not just around digital health, but around AI, because very often their use is combined. Um, and then there are some commercial organizations that are doing excellent work as well. Uh, I work directly with one um, in the UK that has a worldwide footprint called Orca that I know you know very well. Uh, Orca publishes in the public domain quite a lot of information about uh, assessments of digital health tools in general. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for that, uh, John. And now I'm seeing the industry evolving and there are actually... Um, standards and guidelines appearing which is all new to us because it's a kind of a new emerging industry no guidelines for wearables for example wearables in terms of reliability data accuracy all these things that we've been considering and doing and, and talking about for a while but there is no like levels of where can i know that is a good wearable or bad wearable a good guideline or so now uh, these things are actually evolving and we're getting finally on a pattern that uh, we are all working towards a better a better industry. John, this is very helpful. I appreciate our connection. Thank you so much for accepting my invite. I'm going to finalize the interview one, with one final item, which seems like a big question related to the channel. How can we make healthcare uncomplicated? Wow, what a question. <laughs> the biggest philosophical question. I think we've got to be open with each other. I think conversations like this are important. I think it's getting people talking to one another, uh, sharing information, uh, being pre prepared to share knowledge um, and to actually uh, try and uh, publish um, real outcomes, real case studies, real experiences that we've had, both at the patient level, the clinician level and from an entrepreneurship perspective. I think the more they share, the more, more we learn. Um, I think life is about learning, um, and I think that's that's the key, really, to uh, going forward and making progress, generally speaking. And uh, it's why I enjoy healthcare because I think there's so much to learn. Um, but we've, uh, we, you know, we've got to do that by being as open as we possibly can. So, you know, well done for having a podcast in this whole area. 
I think it's important, you know, you and others, I think, are pioneering in the space. John, thank you so much. I really like that. And sharing with each other and learning. And that's exactly what we're doing in here, in a way. You're sharing some new things that perhaps I didn't know about, some associations, uh, organizations, and, and sharing knowledge. I, I really appreciate that. This is a very nice way to end. John, thank you so much for accepting my invite and sharing your knowledge here on the channel to all of us to benefit from. You're most welcome. Thanks very much, Jack. Brilliant. I'm going to round up now to all our viewers and listeners. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Also, I'm going to post John's socials in here, his LinkedIn profile and everything. Connect with him, ask him questions. As we see, we are open club writers. And I'll see you all next week. Thank you.